Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Not Another Talk Over. I am Wyatt Sanford. And I'm Sarah Laurent. And this week we're going to talk about a fun topic, one that's probably very uh, like a French sort of topic, and that is fashion. Because yeah. when we think of fashion, think of like the capital of fashion, most often Paris. And we think yeah. of the French as being like well-dressed and like all the trends originate. So, um, but Sarah, how do you, French people view fashion? What's the importance of it in French culture? Um, I don't know if it's that important, but I will say that we are very proud of like fashion. Like we are like pretty much everyone is aware of the big uh, fashion houses. So like, for example, uh, LVMH, so like Louis Vuitton, uh, Yves Saint Laurent, things like that. Like, we're very proud of that and we know about it. Even people that, I mean, I, I mean people my age, maybe older people don't really care, but even people who won't be very interested in fashion will be able to tell you those big brands just because they are like something that you see a lot in like media or even if you go to Paris, even if you don't care about fashion, you would go down to the Champs-Élysées and you will see those big brands. And so obviously you'd be like, oh, it's a big deal, you know? So I, do, I say that individually, maybe there are a lot of people that don't care about fashion, but they would still know about fashion just, be, just because of like cultural osmosis, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's kind of, it's one of those topics where just by a virtue of you being a pride or you being around it, you're going. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, uh, Paris Fashion Week, which is a big deal. Um, like I have a lot of Parisian friends that don't care about fashion, but they will know it's happening because it's in their town, and it's like a big deal. Is that their city? Sorry, Paris is not really a town, I guess, but it's a it's a big deal because there is like those big uh, those big uh, fashion show and like also roads are blocked and apparently it's very it's very uh not convenient for for parisians and it happens like twice twice a a year or something like that so they know that it's going to go on even though they they won't wear the big brands like they will wear the knockoff brands they will not be wearing yves saint laurent something like that but they will know that it's happening Right. I, so just a tiny quick story real quickly. When I was in Paris, I'm pretty certain I accidentally walked into a fashion week event. Um, I, go, I can't remember which uh, metro I was, but I think I got off. I got off next to Tocadero because I was going to the Fulbright Commission, which is like right. It's in the it's right. Like I think it's in the seventh, like not very far from the Eiffel Tower. Mm. And I, I got off at Tocadero because it was a short walk from there. And I, I literally walked into like a crowd of photographers and people wearing gowns and stuff. And I was like, I probably don't need to be in these photos. So I might, I might be in a magazine where <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, Maybe you go to yeah, now. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, that, that, that dude is not, I don't know what that dude is doing, but he's not in a magazine. <laughs> they're telling you. <laughs> Who let this tourist walk around our fashion week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, what the hell? How did he get here? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's the history of fashion? I mean, like, I mean, I guess like every culture has like a history of fashion of like how long it's been. But what I mean in that sense is like, when do you think fashion became important for French culture? Well, I would say that it depends on, on social classes because as you might know, as you probably know, for a very long time, there were very, uh, strict social classes in France. And so novelty, fashion has always been I, w- I would say maybe not always, but has been a big deal for a very long time when you talk about novels. And obviously, I think the most um, egregious uh, example 
are obviously La Cour du Roi Soleil, so like the Louis the Fourteenth and Marie Antoinette. And like it was, I'm not going to say that addresses are what kill her. I'm just saying that if she was wearing pants, maybe she would. Well, no, she wouldn't be still alive because she lived in the 18th century. But she would maybe have lived longer because they were very expensive, and people saw her like strutting around in those big, imposing dresses, and they were like not eating well, and they were like, um, I think something's wrong here because that's our money with our taxes and you're doing that with that and we're not having anything so like i'm not going to say like once again i know there is like a lot of other things that killed her but in uh in pop culture there's definitely this image of marie antoinette with having like fashion show where the people were starving and that's something very telling because we literally picture her in those big dresses as a way to show how disconnected she was with the people yeah, and I, I think about, like, artwork, like, that were critical of the no- of the nobles from the periods, and you see, like, the women, and, like, they had, like, the, their hair was so, like, tall yeah. and, and big, and, like, they had to have, like, things holding them up, and they wear, they wear really fancy, like, the big, like, the really big extravagant dresses made from really expensive material that were yeah, brightly colored. Yeah, it was, it was a class thing, it, it was definitely to show off your money. Because you you couldn't it was definitely like I'm going to show you that I'm better than everyone by uh, by buying that thing from another country and at the time it was very expensive to get something from another country or something like that or like getting the most stupid haircut I can get because I don't have to work all day because that's something also that uh, distinguished the noble from the uh, the rest of the population is that uh, noble people didn't have to work so they could dress up in the most inconvenient, like, ridiculous outfits and still get away with it, while people in the fields c- couldn't, they had to have something practical. Right. I, and also, I was just thinking about, like, how long it would take the nobles to get dressed when they put yeah. on their very elaborate clothing. Like, And I think what illustrates this perfectly is, like, the La Leve du Roi, or the, in La Leve de la Reine, like, the whole ceremony yeah. that they, they did. Yeah, it would take hours. Them. There were, like, 20 people involved just to get them ready. And, like, that was definitely a, a, poor, a poor thing because they could afford to have a really long process and to have dresses that they couldn't bend with or something like that, where if you were, like, a peasant, well, obviously you had to have put on something quick and get to work and, like, do this physical job. Right, and I imagine being a peasant, putting on putting on your pants and your shirt and your boots, and maybe maybe washing your hands and your face. And if um, we want to talk about the rest of the population, probably um, I'm going to say like the middle of the 19th century, probably something like that. I remember a book from Emile Zola that is called Au Bonheur des Dames. I think I sent it to you, Au Bonheur des Dames. And uh, it's basically the beginning of the mall in France. And that's really when it kicked off the uh, everyone wanting to at least look rich, even if they weren't rich. And it's like, um, so Bonheur des Dames was uh, inspired by Le Bon Marché, which is a mall in France that still exists to this day, that is very, very old, and that have all these expensive brands. And that's when people started to be like, oh, I want to... I also want to show off a bit 
And also we didn't, well, maybe we did have royalty because the, the 19th century is kind of chaotic in France, if you don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether we had royalty or not, and that should tell you everything there is need to know about it. Uh, but yeah, everyone was kind of like, well, everyone, people in the city, because obviously things get in the cities first and then gets to the rest of the, the country. But people in the cities were kind of like, yeah, we want to look good and to like follow the trends. And that's when it started, I would say. Yeah, and then I feel like you then you kind of segue into the late 1800s or coming into the early, and you had people like uh, Coco Chanel and other like fashion designers who kind of mainstreamed a lot, like a lot of what we consider like modern fashion. Yeah. Women wearing pants, women yeah. wearing shorter hair and things like that. Yeah, I would say that uh, for the rest of the of the country, because as I say, it was mostly the cities at first. I would say probably like uh, early twentieth century when when we started to have like uh, rights, well, more more work rights. So like for example, uh, when you had like uh, forty weeks, forty hours a week, then you're like, oh, then I got those free days, and I want to like show off. Uh, other thing than my work outfits because I can and I can go to like the park or something like that and I want to look nice while doing it. So I would say it's it's definitely uh, something between uh, commercial advancement but also social advancement because people would get richer and they would get more free time and they were like, oh, maybe I, I want to spend more money and time in looking good and feeling good. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I feel like probably a very sim- something sim- somewhat similar happened here during the industrial revolution yeah um so how do you think that american french fashion like what do you think that was like our stereotype for french fashion probably like most thing about france uh snobbish and like hotty or something like that like you you think we we don't wear sweatpants down the street which we don't that would be well we do but it's like when we wear sweatpants out of uh out of laziness definitely like a like a because we street we we wearing sweatwear, but definitely something like that. And like, uh, there are some restaurants that are very popular in Paris that you cannot that have a dress code. And I know that some Americans think that all restaurants are like nice places have a dress codes because of that. So like, obviously, if you go in in a restaurant in the, in the uh, most expensive restaurant in Paris, uh, and you come in flip flops, they're gonna be like, sir go back home and change and then come back but it's definitely like a marginal thing it's definitely like the very the very highest end of the spectrum like even even some in some shops i know that in some shops like for example as i was saying the champs Elysees, i don't think you can uh enter chanel in the champs Elysees if you don't look like you can afford it <laughs> they're like no sir please well, no <laughs> Uh, so I think a big misconception that Americans have towards like French fashion, like we think that haute couture is yeah, you probably like, think standard. yeah, you probably think that we all wearing that and that we all uh, take a little beret before the end of the day and we're like oh, oh my god I need to wear that <laughs> I need to wear that no it's definitely more nuanced because well it's true like I say that we are kind of proud of like uh, uh, how Paris like influenced the entire world basically with its fashion. We also uh don't wear that every day because well, first of all, it's very expensive. Like uh, I'm not wearing five hundred dollar pants every day. I I don't even want I have one pair for obvious reason. Uh, but then also it's very much like 
we have things to do and maybe it come back a little bit to what I said about like the, the novelty of things like that. A lot of those clothes, when you look at them, they're not very practical or even really pretty. They're just like a social status kind of thing. You know, like, have you ever seen the Gucci website? There are a lot of things that aren't really pretty. <laughs> I'm really sorry if you're listening and you're like Gucci, but there are a lot of things where you look at the model and you're like, what were they thinking? And so when people afford this, it's kind of like, oh, I afford this because there's a Gucci logo on that. Or like whatever brand. I'm saying Gucci because it's the most uh, extravagant <laughs> ad there, I, w- I would say. I think that really falls under the realm of, at that point, fashion becomes a statement. Wealth and it kind of really falls yeah. along, along the lines of uh, conspicuous consumption is buying stuff because it, it, it's a means like they, you see a lot of that. Um, so what's the, what is the reality of French fashion like? If you, if... If American person was just like, well, the French wear haute couture all the time. Like, no, that's not true. Like, what would you say is like the norm for French fashion? I would say honestly, you guys Americanas pretty well on that part because I would say a pair of jeans and a, like a, a shirt or like a t-shirt or like something like that. But I would say that it's pretty uh, normal wear. But as I said, no sweatpants and no legging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm really hung up on that, but I just, I've, I've been to 8 a.m. classes, and I can tell you that the only people that were wearing sweatpants would wear sweatpants no matter what. It wasn't, it wasn't about like, oh, I wanted to wear sweatpants because they're comfy. It was like, I want to wear sweatpants because I think they're good on me. So it would be like Nike sweatpants with like the Nike top or something like that. Um, so yeah, I would say it's pretty normal just maybe uh, less uh, casual, casual, because I feel like you guys can be pretty comfortable with a level of casualness that would come off, come off as sloppy in France, basically. <laughs> Is that rude? Oh, yeah. No, no, right, because I think, like, you're, you're right, because I've talked many times before that we, if we don't have the sacrifice comfort, we're not going to eat, like, we... We don't like to like dress up unless we absolutely have to. And so like when we're doing like daily tasks or going like going to class, you're in school, or you're going job is different because most a lot of jobs depending on like what it is usually they expect you to wear you expect you to wear you know like business yeah. clothes. But I mean like if you're just doing some kind of mundane sort of thing like going to your store or whatever like your people are going to dress however they want. yeah not sacrifice comfort. Um, so I think what you spot on yeah um, yeah well as I said before you know I I do I've have worn. Uh, leggings to go to the grocery store but then I would come home and if I wanted to like if I had to go to class or I would have to like go out with a friend or even go to the mall like not grocery store but like really looking for clothes I would pour at least a jean a pair of jeans just because I would feel uh I would feel like uh I just fall out of bed and like if I want just like a tube of toothpaste that's totally fine people can say like oh she just fell out of bed but if I go to class and I'm just wearing what seems to be pajamas people are going to be like do you ever want to be here do you like did you put like any effort or do you want to go back to bed so like I, I guess maybe it's just me but I would say that from what I've seen a lot of people um, like I, I would say around me, like even early classes, we would all be wearing like jeans and things like that. So I would say it's definitely more of a of a cultural thing than a personal thing. Yeah, there's kind of like this pressure for you to like you have you know what the social norms are around clothes, and you know that like if you if you choose to to dress like very comfortably, that it could convey like a message of like not caring about what you're doing. Or exactly, like if you if you go like to that. class. You need to at least look like you want to be there, even if you don't. 
and like going into like what is clearly uh, loungewear, like uh, clothes to stay up inside. Even I don't I don't know I don't remember a teacher even calling that out, but I would I would say that I've definitely had some teacher that wouldn't be surprised if you came to to class in what is clearly pajamas. So it would be like, so do you want to go back home and go back to sleep? Like I've definitely have teacher that I wouldn't be surprised if done that. That never happened, but it could have. <laughs> That's what I meant. I mean, I could say it happened because I feel like um, I probably observed that a lot when I was in France of like teachers just being like, "Aren't you wearing like why aren't you dressed today?" Essentially, like yeah, that that would happen. You see? Yeah, I I totally see it. So, what do you wear on like what's your go-to sort of wardrobe? Well, as I say, I have like my van sneakers, a pair of jeans. And like a, a t-shirt, depending on the weather, a t-shirt or a sweatshirt, or like a, a nice, uh, sw- like a nice, I, I only know the British word, which is jumper. Sweater? Uh, like a, does it have a hood on it? No, 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 no hood on it. Just a, like, uh, like knitted, like something like that. In oh, the, yeah. in the winter, I love like the big, uh, knit, knitted, uh, sweater, because I feel like it, it's kind of classy and something like that. And then like, uh. Like a jacket, I don't think it's, I don't put, I'm not going to say that I don't put any effort in it, I'm going to say that in every day I like to keep it casual and like a pair of jeans or something like that, it's, it's totally fine, but no leggings. I'm, try- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, do we even have like a word in American English? Oh, okay, we just, I mean, we call it, well, that's not the right one. This is like telling me like what a jumper dress, which we um, was what we call it in English. We call it the pin- a pinafore dress, but I'm talking about specifically a sweater. So like we just call it a sweater, like just like letters. So like a nice sweater. sweater. What we would say. I, I don't really yeah. have. Um, if I have hooded sweat sweater, I wear them to bed, like because I think they're like very bulkier and they're comfortable. But uh, I don't wear them outside. I have some friends who wear them outside, but even then, I would say it's it's like. Um, terror like you can see it's made for being worn outside it's not the same thing as pajamas and i i wouldn't say that like i'm even in the i'm not hanging out only with um middle class or upper middle class kids like even people that have uh like no matter the classes they would put some effort and they would come to uh college or even high school uh, dress like they at least cared and I think that as we said before it's definitely in part because uh, we're trying to treat even school or even like going outside as professional for some reason so like you need to you wouldn't go to the office in, in sweat in sweatpants and you wouldn't go to school in sweatpants I guess right he, there's a social a degree of formality to public yeah that's what I meant for money like you're not you're expected not to, like you're expected to wear like I guess it would be like acceptable public clothing in terms of like something that you wouldn't just wear around the house that you would put on and go outside and it wouldn't be like be contrary good. Yeah, no, I think like, formality yeah. is is a good word because as I say, even if I go out with friends or if I, even if I go like shopping for an extended period of time, I would still put on a pair of jeans. Because I think that's what's expected, that that I wouldn't look, uh, that I wouldn't reflect um, nicely otherwise, you know? So, like, there's this level of formality that is expected from all of us. 
right? And and I feel like people, if you put a lot of effort into your appearance or you wear something just kind of like really nice, I feel like I don't know about. I didn't really. I never really got that in France, but also I feel like I dress very like I'm like an amazing France. People probably were like, "What the hell are you?" Like, <laughs> Um, but like, I feel like at least here, and I'm imagining that if you wore something in France, people would notice them and be like, oh, I like that shirt or it was like that, you know, where it's kind of like, you know, like, yes, I did the thing. <laughs> we kind of already talked about it, but I guess we can talk just a little bit more about it. Like, do you think that style in France, do you think it conveys your social class, your taste, both? We kind of established that, like, it, yeah. it is kind of. That kind of depends. I think that, uh, I, I think that there's a, a, a threshold. First of all, the as of classes obviously um how you dress will reflect your classes but also where you come from because like i can tell i come from like a pretty rural uh town i can tell that i'm not going to be dressed the same way that someone from like new uh, not new um uh, saint Saint-Denis or like the the like uh surrounding city of paris will wear so i think it's also about where you come from um which probably reflect your social class also and also yeah your personal taste to a point because sometimes your personal taste is fancy and you don't have the, <laughs> the way to afford it you know but uh yeah your right. personal taste is that it's definitely uh like i think i think it's probably the same in america like you you can tell what kind of what the personality of the person would be depending on if they were tight or like really bag, baggy jeans or something like that yeah, like people, I feel like we have, at least in the U.S., like you have like the kind of this like idea of, of like what people normally wear or whatever, and if somebody kind of deviates from that norm in a good way, you're like, oh, that person's really well-dressed. Um, mm. Or if they don't, if they deviate in a bad way, you're like, oh, that person is not very, that person's wearing something ugly or like that. So um, I feel like it can it, it can definitely be an indicator of like some taste. Uh, you know, some people like to have like bold taste or bold taste in fashion. Like they they could care less. They couldn't care less. Um, and you can tell. Speaking of like styles and trends, uh, what are some really like what like in your opinion? What are some really stylish trends going on in France right now? You really like seeing? Well, I was thinking about it um, in preparation, and I was going to say that. Well, first of all, it's, uh, it's pretty much like probably what you're seeing in the US because uh, because right now the biggest style inspiration are on social media which are Instagram and TikTok which are global so we I would say that's pretty much um, globalization is uniformizing trends I would say that right now it would be oversized uh, layered clothes so like uh, like large pants and like oversized thing, oh, like large pants and a very tight um, uh, top. So like, uh, for example, large pants and a tube top, something like that. I would say that's pretty much in in fashion for the girls. For the boys, pretty much oversized. But I mean, boys always get you to wear oversized clothes. I feel like they, they get a lot. It's it's uh it's trendy a lot more for boys than it is for girls. Where sometimes they have to like have really tight clothes. But yeah, I think that we could talk about how it's pretty much the same in both sides of the Atlantic because of, of uh, TikTok and, and Instagram, something like that. Yeah, we've, we've kind of, we talked about this before, about how yeah. a trend, like a trend, a fashion trend, like back before, like the internet became like a big, like and very influential back before really the, the internet was a thing in the 90s and, and earlier, 
it's fashion trinket started in France, and it would take a very long time for it to diffuse to the United States. And by the time it got here, you were all were already onto a different trend, or and so we were still like catching up. So we were always behind. But now because of social media, internet, like young people, people who are just love fashion or whatever, what like, we're seeing where each other, like we're in real time, we're seeing what we're both wearing. We're adopting trends. We're adopting. Well, I would say that um, actually the U.S. influence, like, but for example, when I said I was wearing a jean because I'm, I was Americanized, it was a joke, but also not really because jeans are American, a pair of jeans is American. And also the whole streetwear uh, fashion is very much American and it must be, I would say, even African-American in, in a way to, to wear like a, like a sportswear, but to make it fashion, like that's definitely more American than it is French, which is more formal, as we said. Yeah, I would. I definitely say that. Like, you have a lot of style voices, uh, African American style voices that are really pioneering, like making these things like you know trendy and making honestly look really good and doing yeah. such really cool work with like their wardrobes and things like that, um, which I think is it is interesting to see play out. And I think it's it's really cool that it's starting to catch on, not just here but all over the world. Um, so, what are what are some trends you're seeing in France right now that you just I think that are just terrible? Like you hope you can't wait for them to go away. Oh, um, what are some trends? Um, I don't know. People were saying that they were apparently low um low jeans. I don't like low waist jeans. Are apparently going to come back in like this season, the next, and I'm all I'm not about it. Because I think that high-waisted jeans look better on everyone, whether you have a little cut or not. I think it looks better. And also, I would say, I'm trying to think about it, what I've seen in the street. Probably the the bulky, like the bulkiest shoes you've ever seen. I don't know why, because most of the times, like, it's also worn by, like, very skinny girls. So it would be, like, a very nice figure and then the bulkiest shoes. <laughs> Like something like that, and and I feel like I don't know if it's ridiculous, but it doesn't look good to me because it's like, why why are you wearing that? I I can definitely remember looking back about like style I saw when I was living in France, and I feel like I was there right when this trend of wearing like the baggy baggy pants and like a tight top and like the chunky sneakers or chunky whatever <laughs> were really coming. Like 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 they like some of these like people I'd see would wear these shoes and they'd have like a two like a, almost like a two inch hill on it almost like a platform shoes like a, or about a, i guess it's like what a four centimeter hill like just yeah. giant hills and I'm like how do you, like do you not get tired wheeling those around they're just nothing but hard plastic <laughs> yeah yeah it, do, it doesn't look comfortable if at least they look comfortable i'll be like at least i get it but it doesn't look that comfortable it's, it just looks practical and i don't think it looks that good but that just be yeah and 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 if i one thing i noticed like if they were if they were wearing sneak like sneakers or or tennis shoes, um, if like they wouldn't be wearing like the really chunk those chunky shoes, they'd be wearing like ten, like white what I call it dad shoes, like something like, you'd see like middle aged men in the United States wear like really chunky yeah. white sneakers. And like I remember the first time I was in France when I was at fourteen, my French teacher was like, "Go out and buy a pair of shoes that aren't white because that's going to give you away as like super like because French people don't wear white shoes." And then I was there and like and that was still kind of true, but you'd see like young people wearing chunky white dad sneakers. And by the way, most of the times those are expensive. They're like very expensive uh, bulky sh shoes and I don't really get it but uh, I think that overall I don't remember seeing things that think things trends that I that was like oh no I don't like that even though the lowest jeans really concern me because I can I will not wear the lowest jeans <laughs> they don't look good on me 
I don't care if I'm like season beyond. Low, low rise, I feel like hasn't been popular here in a decade. Um, before we go, I have one more question. What do French people think of American brands? Like, what's the Connor? Like, what do people think? Like, when you hear like an American brand, because I was kind of surprised by this when I was in France. Is like I talk about like brands like that are kind of like here that are not very like I guess we, what we consider like an expensive brand, but I guess because of like import export and all of that, they become expensive in France. Like I remember asking somebody about Carhartt, and they're like, "Oh my God, Carhartt things here are very expensive." So Carhartt is expensive. Levi's are expensive. Levi's are like. The the cheapest one's gonna be like ninety euros something like that for a pair of jeans, which is why I don't have it. They last very long, but it's just ninety euro for me is very expensive for a pair of jeans. I wouldn't be able to afford that. Um, and I would say yeah, a lot of things um, that seems to be very common in France in uh, the United States, like champions, the sweatshirt champions. Like even that, I tried to buy one because I thought they would look nice. And they're like 50 euros and that's that sounds expensive so like i don't know if it's because as you say maybe it's like a like a taxes or something like that or if it's because uh because it's worn by like uh influencer like american influencer they think they can like uh put the price higher or something like that but i don't like it i also don't like that <laughs> i don't like uh leggings low acid band and high prices <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway <laughs> I, so the champion, the champion brand sweatshirts. I remember, like, just like a quick aside. Um, they used to be dirt cheap. Like, you could get a champion sweatshirt like back ten years ago. You could get them for like under twenty dollars. Like, and yeah. they were like, they're really like. I always liked champion sweatshirts. I always thought they were good. But then, like, some somehow, some or somewhere started the trend. You have to have a champion sweatshirt, and now they're crazy. They're even expensive here now. They used to not be. I bought when I was still going to OU. During undergrad, I bought a black sweatshirt that said Oklahoma across the chest because I was like, I don't have any OU OU themed clothes. I felt mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going here. I might as well just have something to show my school spirit. So I went and bought one. It was like forty five dollars. It was in- so yeah. They're they're getting insanely um, because I think they're pro- they're basically like inflating the price because they're of the popularity because of social media. And- because I'm pretty sure the materials didn't change. Well, anyway, that's not- <laughs> that's a conversation for <laughs> but capitalism for another day. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm certain we'll have other discussions about fashion. Sure, this was more of like kind of how each culture sees fashion, not not so much like a focusing on. It's kind of just a broad conversation about it, which I think I have. Um, so yeah, we will uh, be tuning tune in and listening to us next episode. So as always, I'm White Stanford. And I'm Sarah Laurent. You all next episode. Goodbye. Au revoir.